Hey guys, welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly. And no surprise, I'm here with an Aries today who said, can we curse? Is like one of the first things <laughs> that she said when she was mic'd up. And uh, her name is Serena fucking Kerrigan, which I think is her legal name. <laughs> and she is the queen of confidence. Aries sun, Cancer moon, Cancer rising, some interesting squares. Um, but uh, hello. Before Hi. we get into all of that, Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks so much for being here. So yeah, what's up? Uh, how did you become the queen of fucking confidence? Oh, I love when you say fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be cursing a lot. No, um, well, uh, I'm born and raised in New York City. And I went to Duke University for undergrad. I always knew that I wanted to make content um, since like my first uh, film that I made, a short film in high school when I was a freshman about a boy that broke my heart and it won best film and like the that's the ultimate revenge it was incredible and the feeling that I had that I wrote you know edited produced like and directed a film when I was what 15 16 years old and uh it was my first prize for anything because I wasn't exactly good at sports was amazing and it really kind of ignited this passion for you know storytelling and in a visual format and um I went to Duke undergrad for, I studied English and visual media studies. And then I actually worked at Refinery29 for four years right out of college and became a video producer there and an on-camera personality. And when I was at Duke, I felt really insecure um, when I first got there, like many girls going to college and many people, I was just going to say girls. Uh, and I needed something to, you know, remind me how great I was and I wanted to kind of make a splash. So I told everyone that I changed my million to fucking. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I love that. I literally just introduced myself and I'm like, I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan. Like, and everyone's like, really? And I was like, yes, which no, obviously not. I did not change my, my name legally. My parents would die. But I, I said it with enough kind of like power, like an Aries would, that um, it stuck. And then, you know, after I left Duke and I just, I kind of, issues. it was like a persona that I kind of, you know, it was like Lady Gaga has her persona. Who's like, also an Aries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you know, it's like she was extra larger than life walked into a room like i fucked a guy like you know i was like i'm going home with you like she just like, didn't give a fuck life of the party like she, and i'm i am that person but like i'm also sensitive and soft um and i was insecure very insecure so i really leaned into this persona and eventually it really you know i realized that it, over a long period of time it wasn't like this is a brand but it, the more that I talked about confidence and, you know, I did a lot of uh, content and series at Refinery about confidence, about, you know, talking about taboo topics, the more I realized that, like, this is actually, like, an amazing brand to empower women to, like, not give a fuck and be their own version of SFK. Because what it happened is at one point, like, SFK and Serena became one. And I didn't need to introduce myself as Serena fucking Kerrigan anymore. Like, I, I used to literally, like, I could not not. And my friends were like, you don't need to use this as a crutch. and now I don't, but I love the brand and I think that I'm really excited. So I decided to leave Refinery. Sorry if this is a very long-winded answer. No, no. I, this, we love. this is what we need. Great. So I decided to leave Refinery um, two, two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. My wow. last week was, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, it's my third week out. And I've never felt more um, excited, passionate, so focused, driven about what I want to do and what I want to create. Well, I feel very grateful that we have an opportunity to 
get to know you and this in- extraordinary transitional moment. Yeah. Avs, um, well, not, maybe not Avs, but for me, Avs, you, your big three, your sun, moon, and rising are all in cardinal signs, uh, Aries and Cancer. And we have a ton of very significant cardinal energy in the sky right now doing some pretty incredible things on January 10th, we had a uh, an eclipse on the Cancer and Capricorn axis. We had uh, Saturn and Pluto meeting for the first time since the early 80s on January 12th. And we have Jupiter and Pluto about to meet in Capricorn for three times throughout 2020. Uh, it, there's just, and all of this is affecting your chart, obviously, in a really profound way. And I would also take a guess that you're also probably about to have your Saturn return. What year were you born? 1994. Yep. So that's an accurate guess. And what does that mean? Well, it means that you, so your Saturn return is not going to be tomorrow, um, depending on what degree your Saturn is at in your birth chart, whether you are a very late degree Saturn in Aquarius or a very early Saturn in Pisces, you're not going to have your Saturn return until either 2023 or 2024. But it's basically when you become your own daddy, Saturn return. Oh, wow. So that's very interesting. It's, you have a little bit of ways to go, but all of this big Saturn stuff and big Capricorn stuff that's happening is already sort of the precursor to it. So these big changes that you are living are very much reflective of not just your age as you navigate these like mid to late 20s, but then also what you know how intense things are in the sky right now and certain people for everybody but certain people are being affected on like you know an individual basis from this more than others I feel that way too you know I had a lot of anxiety about leaving because this is somewhere I grew up I mean it was an incredible place to work at and I really just developed as you know not only someone who works but like as a person did you Um, put Serena fucking Kerrigan on your resume yes wow yeah I can't tell you how many times people, they all knew I was SFK before I came to Refinery. There was an article that kind of got sent around and it was very, like, it was an article that I did in the SFK persona. So everyone thought it was me. And I think that that's the difficulty I have sometimes is like, you know, before people know me and they see my social media, they have an opinion of me that doesn't tell the full story, obviously, with social media. Uh, But I can't tell you how many times, like, boys, parents, advisors, managers have been like, agents have been like get rid of the fucking like you're not going to be you know considered for as many things and I can't tell you like how I never felt more of a gut instinct to not get rid of it like ever like sometimes I maybe I'll, even if it's like my name in my Instagram and I, I put asterisks to maybe not piss people off but I'm like you know what at this point like if you don't want to work with me because there's fucking in the name that has such an intention it's a word right like the connotation is it's I'm flipping it. It's on its head, which is like I'm a powerful woman and I'm claiming my space. If that offends you, then like, quite frankly, I don't think I need to work with you. Mm-hmm. Like because there's so many brands that do. And that was like a big like, you know, how are people going to perceive you? Whatever. And I'm like, if you take the time to get to know me and you understand the brand, you're going to fucking love it. And that's what's <laughs> happening. That's what I just got a DM right before I walked in here being like. I saw your profile and like, I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, who the fuck is this girl? Why does, why is she so into herself? Why is she so confident? 
And now that I like have watched your videos and gotten to know you, like, oh my God, I fucking love you. Because when I'm showing people how much I love myself, it's inspiring them to be like, wait, like, I can love myself too. I can say that I'm hot. I can look in the mirror and be like, you're amazing. Like, I can like go after a job that I maybe had imposter syndrome about. Like, it's like, that is my mission. And it's so funny because like when I was growing up, all I wanted to do is be famous. Like I knew I was going to be like I knew it since I was a little girl dancing in front of the mirror naked, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but I just like I, I always knew and I just didn't know how. And it's funny because as I've like grown up and built this, I'm like, it's so not even about becoming famous anymore. It's about spreading a message to everyone that like you can literally do whatever the fuck you want to do in your life, but you have the power to do it. And the only person really standing in your way is yourself. Yeah, for sure. So let's unpack this concept of like confidence a Mm -hmm. little bit. I mean, what an undertaking. (laughs) Um, Because obviously the, because you've already like created this interesting sort of problematized relationship with it, which is that you, came into college and you felt really insecure and you wanted to protect yourself and you also wanted to make an impression and you wanted to you know have build a reputation for yourself in some capacity but then that came with its own uh you know that then people maybe didn't see you as like a full person they saw you as a caricature so there's obviously like all of this shit is really complex but what does confidence mean to you today and how do you think it's evolved over time Today, I think it means, you know, going after things. And, you know, I've dealt with a lot of self-doubt in my life, you know, even putting out my own content. I was a video producer for four years. I've been making films since I'm 15 and I couldn't do my own IGTV series. I like found every reason to not do it. Oh, I don't really know how to edit. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, what's it going to be? Is like. I made it so difficult for myself because I was just so scared. I had that fear. What was the, I don't even know what the fear was that it was going to fail. No, I just like, it it couldn't even get to what the, what if it was just like, no, 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 I'm not equipped. And then one day I was like, this is insane because you know what I'm doing? I'm not making anything and create something, put it out there, feel comfortable about doing that. And I did. And like, of course, what happened? I was completely capable of doing it. Everyone fucking loved it. If they didn't, that's, that was okay too. But Confidence is the ability to literally look at self-doubt in the face and be like, fuck you. I can absolutely do this. And I've noticed, you know, I have a lot of male friends who are incredibly successful already. You know, we're only 25, but I watch them run companies or be very high positions and I see the way that they act and they just don't think it's a very female thing to be like, if you're not perfect, then you're not capable. But like, first of all, perfection is bullshit. And second of all, like men they lean in. They don't need a credentials to say that they could do something. Oh, They're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I got it. No problem. Whereas I yeah, find all my- the while wearing fucking graphic tees that their mom bought them no, of from course. 2003. But, but honestly, like power to them because they, they're like, yeah, I got it. Nope. 100%. I can do this without question. And the truth is no one knows what the fuck they're doing, but who has the confidence to figure it out. And I think it's that. I think it's also just like, I walk into, you know, the gym and I've been doing these videos on my Insta story where like I do these like crazy manic dances, like insane. And they're literally shared like now 200 times every time I do them. And they're so silly and ridiculous. And like you can see people in the background staring at me. That's confidence. Not giving a fuck, like not caring like what they think. Because at the end of the day, 
what is the worst that can happen? And that's what I always position myself as like, like, what are you so afraid of that someone thinks you're being weird at the gym? Like literally who the fuck are you? Or that the guy doesn't want to hook up with you. Amazing. I'm glad that we actually figured that out because now I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, you went for a job and then they said that you weren't qualified. Okay, cool. On to the next. I mean, there are very few things that really should stop you. Like maybe like <laughs> flying a plane if you're not a pilot. Fine. Because like obviously, <laughs> you know, obviously the the worst thing ever would be death. So I think if you kind of measure it like that, you start to realize that you're able, you're amazing. And you have life is way too short to not love yourself unapologetically and fearlessly. And that's not to say that I don't get insecure sometimes. Someone asked me on a panel, they said, what do you get insecure about? And recently, you know, before it was my body, I had growing up a lot of people, a lot of stupid fucking boys and, you know, comment on my weight. I wasn't like thin at all. Um, And it really was hard, especially when I got to Duke and all my best friends were like, you know, wearing these like really bodycon dresses and all the guys were looking at them. And that's kind of when I was like, fuck, like (laughs) I have an amazing personality. Like I need to like. How do I utilize? How do I get people to pay attention to me? That was really the thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just to cut you off for Please. a moment, I think that what's really interesting is that that insecurity of feeling like you know, on just like that you couldn't compete on this physical level, even regardless of you know, obviously body con dresses and Duke and all of the <laughs> like trigger words that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it still came from this at the seed of you feeling of you being aware of your environment you're like but I want to stand out still like I still want if I can't I may not be able to feel confident in this dress but I'll feel confident if everyone calls me Serena fucking Kerrigan 100% and that's very in line with my personality like I walk into a room and I'm I command the you know the attention not in a way that I'm not open and you know like I'm very friendly like empathetic great friend person and like a listener but I have always been like that. I'm an only child. That's probably worth mentioning. Uh, <laughs> but someone said to me, they said, what is your biggest insecurity now? And I think it's just, you know, that my Instagram is my job right now in the sense of like I'm building a brand and I'm helping young girls in Idaho feel like they can wake up and do whatever they want. My brand is not serving my 25-year-old bro friends like that are like, oh my God, Serena's so fucking annoying. Why is she like talking about her protein shake again? You know? So it's like, it's difficult. Or, you know, with dating too, recently went on a date and the guy was like, I'm not actually not going to, I haven't followed you on Instagram because I want to get to know you and not the persona. So it's very complex. That I'm is like, complex because, because I'm part like, of it is like rude. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but also part of it's me. Yeah, exactly. Like it is me. Right. I'm not like, like acting. Like right. it is me. So. Yeah. I mean, part of that, like what I mean is like part of that is like kind of a obnoxious thing for him to say because that's, that's also your work. So that's also like being like, I'm not going to buy like, I don't know, your product. I'm not going to like support your, I'm not going to buy your book because I want you to tell me instead of me supporting your work. You know, like right. it's a, a little obnoxious. Right. But it's also like I also see it and I it's eh. everything is all complicated. <laughs> um as you sort of then moved through time and then you started working at Refinery Twenty Nine and now you've just left a few weeks ago. What uh inspired you to make this big change? 
Um, I think it's really just, it was time. Uh, I'd been there for four years and think about it, high school, college, like it just like the four year mark. Four years, I think yeah. that was like a good, and I think I felt like I really believed in my brand and I see it so, you know, I feel like being an influencer is a means to an end. Like I want to start a company. I want to have my own TV show, my own podcast. I want to write a book. I want to, when I, when people think of confidence, I want them to think of me. I want that to be like it. Um. And I felt like I wasn't moving my brand along. I was being kind of held back because I was working for another brand. Right. Um, and it taught me so much. But it was very scary to leave. So scary. And I look back on it and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't do it sooner in a way because it's been going amazing. It's like, and I think part of it's also the way I branded because um, I brand everything. I branded the transition. I was like, I'm leaving to build my fucking empire. Um. And I was very intentional. Like, I'm not leaving. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to do some freelance. I'm like, no, I'm literally leaving to start my own thing. And that is the biggest leap of confidence, faith you can have in yourself. Right. Right. And what it did, and to my surprise, and now not to my surprise, I guess, was everyone is rooting for me. Do they know what I'm doing? No. (laughs) Have I put anything out yet? Really? Not? No. But they're like, we're fucking proud of you. We're in this for you. We're, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you, the energy you put out into the world, you will receive. Serena fucking Kerrigan, like queen of confidence. Like it came right back to me. This transition, like I'm so ready. Like I'm focused. I'm scared. Like everyone's like on the edge of their seat. Like, and they're like, we're so excited for you and so supportive of you. Um, because I've just made it a really positive, exciting thing that I don't even know what is it is yet. Like, I don't know what my next step really is yet um which is you know the unknown you just have to kind of like get used to it and not be anxious about it and just embrace it yeah I I think that the where we'll always see the biggest reward is in our biggest risks and the biggest steps to bravery but those are also the biggest and scariest steps to take you know it's it's a very overwhelming and very intimidating process to like just you know to not really feel you know to just put yourself out there and to say I'm stepping away from my comfort zone I'm stepping away from my teachers and my mentors and my safety and my security in order for me to completely invest in myself and who I am and what I believe to be true but it's also always evolving you know and and something that I I do see along the way as well is you know, sometimes, especially us fellow fire signs are fabulous at like destroying everything and exploding things and like being like, okay, great. Now what? But because then we feel so committed to, you know, we took this, we have to prove it to ourselves. We also deny our own evolution within that process as well. Mm -hmm. And wow, that speaks to me. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's definitely something that I, I have moved through. You know, I feel like I have I have defined my personality or I, I used to define my personality because I thought that I needed to, you know, that it would be who I was and what I did was going to be the way that that was what I could hold on to, especially when everything else was either falling apart or I was exploding everything apart. But I also I'm still growing up, you know, and like we're all still growing up like constantly you know through the rest of our lives hopefully we'll grow up and live very long lives with lots of changes and chapters Mm -hmm. but it's 
I don't know, it's it's all part of the journey of this much bigger experience. I was a few months ago, I was getting my nails done at this whatever manicure place. It like doesn't even matter. But there was just this these two older women who were sitting next to me and they were just both drying their nails. And one was I would guess if I had to put the ages on them, even though if I put the age on myself at when I was a kid, I'd be like, you're 90 years old. So to me, these women looked like they were probably in their late 70s or early 80s. They were definitely in their senior years. And they were both talking. One was about to go on like a big trip to Madagascar. And the other one was like had been around the world. And they were both talking about their first husbands. And one of them was a widow and then she had met someone else, but then they had gotten divorced. And they were talking about these like massive things, you know, like chapters of life, like 30 year chapters of life, you know, like when she was married to this man for like 30 years. And then she started traveling after that. And that's when she met her second husband. But they just recently divorced. And like it just it really I, I've been thinking about it since then because it's such important perspective of like there's a lot of phases that we can live mm -hmm. you know and these phases don't even have to be like four-year increments or two-year increments or decades you know they're like they could be multi they could be like three decades you know it could be 30-year chapters of life and then we can do things differently I know I think that you know the issue I have with that is that like we're not promised tomorrow and like I mean, look at the world. I feel like it's exploding around us. And I, I don't feel like I can live like that. I can't live with like, well, maybe in 30 years. Oh, no, no, know, no. Like, I don't mean yeah. I don't mean don't do anything you need to do right. because. You... But I think that it's part of an issue because I'm like now, 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 now. Like I have a show in development right now um, with a production company. I'm super excited about it. And, you know, we've been developing it for a while. We're really excited. We're ready to go. And I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. And they're like, this takes time. Like, it you got to enjoy the journey. And I'm like, but why? You know, but it's true because it's like, I don't like right now I'm doing so many things. Like maybe it's not. It's just you have to trust the timing of your life. And that was an amazing piece of advice that was given to me by someone when I was debating leaving refinery and when I should do it. And they were like, you will know. And it's true. Like whenever I feel like there's self-doubt coming inside my head, I breathe. I try to meditate and I'm air quoting because I'm not like a meditator but like I just close my eyes and I take deep breaths and I'm like think about it think about what you want to do here like what is your gut telling you and nine times out of ten you know what you need to do or you know wh what feels right and that's helped me a lot so that's just an aside yeah I I think that uh as uh, again a fellow fire sign cardinal capricorn rising baby like I need, I I want to do things, I'm very impatient, you know, I want everything to be done as soon as possible, but to this point, you know, there is this incredible divine timing of things, um, things that I was working on a few years ago that never came to fruition, um, and I was really frustrated about then. Like, I'm so grateful they didn't come to right. fruition then, you know, and I also am in, you know, whatever I'm working on now and certain things will come to fruition and then other ones are not going totally. to. And it's supposed to work out the way it is. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to be annoyed in the moment that things did not go exactly as I thought they were supposed to go in that time. But uh, I'm also then I know in 
three years, I'm going to look back and be like, whew, thank God that it happened just the way it did, because that's always how it works, you know? But we also have to, you know, trust the the natural flow of timing and cycles. And this is what my work has really become focused around recently is cycles, because I do think we live in this culture that I, I the the cycle that we processing on is um feels almost it's like a second hand you know it's it's not even like the fastest moving celestial body which is the moon which is a 28 day cycle like that's a fucking fast ass cycle you know if we're doing things in a lunar cycle that is a very short amount of turnaround time but the way that we in like absorb content and Idiot. yeah it's like you know, and genius Andy Warhol, such a good Leo, 15 minutes of fame, what a prophet. Yeah. But that is f- scary because that literally means like 15 minutes, you know, like you have 15 minutes to make an impression and now it's really more like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like what happened to that fucking cute yodeling kid? I don't know where he went. He was everywhere. I, I hope that he's going to be okay in his life because he had, he was famous for literally a minute and he was on Ellen and everyone loved him. But mm-hmm. like that's now he has the rest of his fucking life. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? I hope something great. Mm-hmm. I hope he keeps yodeling. But it's to me like, you know, we're not just we can't build a legacy overnight. You know, like we're we're not just trying to do something. And if the goal is like, I want to be successful as fast as possible, like you're going to fuck yourself in the for the rest of your life. Totally. You know, like it's just you're you're gonna end up in with a lot of feelings like you you peaked you know (laughs) and that's not a good way of feeling I actually I went to high school with a lot of um, child actors and that was a real eye-opening experience because a lot of these a lot of my peers I went to my high school was like either aspiring actors or child actors who no longer were who are going who went through puberty or people like me who kind of just ended up in the wrong place and the child actors who were super adorable and they were all in some variation of the king and i or annie or you know like some movie Mm. where they played opposite a celebrity um as they were growing up it was like they were desperately trying to hang on to that little spark that made them special and stand out when they were in elementary school, but here they were, like, 14, acne, totally. you know, it's, like... And you think about the all the age... There's, there are very few celebrities that we knew that started as child actors that are seemingly okay. And my parents... I really wanted to be an actress when I grew up, and my parents were... My dad, who's a filmmaker, is was vehemently against it. You know, and I actually did... I booked a role as a voiceover on the spinoff of Dora the Explorer called Go, Diego Go, Go. Um, but my parents only let me do it because it was voice. But they were like, it will completely, it's it's just not a real life. It's like, it's it's a really, it alters your perception of reality. Everyone's telling you yes. It's just like, you need to have like a normal, I really, I really strongly believe that, that you have to have a normal upbringing. Because yeah. it, it's really, the effects of it you see are like pretty problematic. But if you were to have become famous before like or like when you were first going to college like could you have handled it probably not probably not and you know if you if right out of college could you have handled it probably not 
where you are right now, like TBD, right? But you're still building. Like, and that's the cool thing is that you're when everything is like now you have exactly the scale and the platform and all of the pieces that you have been working so hard. It's not enough. Like <laughs> you're gonna be like, I'm still not happy. It's yeah, kind not of. good enough. Never for satisfied. Me. But it's like you're gonna get it when you're ready, you know? And Taking, so right about that. Taking I the totally steps agree. that you need to get there. Like, we can't be complacent about it. We need to work our fucking asses off all along more. the way. But it's going to all just, like, as, when you're finally ready to, not just you, but the collective, you know, like, when one is finally ready to really be fully in their 10th house, which AKA equals their success, their reputation, their legacy, like, it gets there. I do want to ask you about dating. Um, I would love to talk about dating. I feel like I totally put a wall up. I'm so not interested. I'm very, um, like, and I know it's bullshit. Like, there's so many, so many, the majority of really successful people have a partner. I feel like, you know, I grew up, both of my parents never got remarried um, after the divorce when I was two. Uh, my mom has chosen not to date, like, as an active, you know, she really wanted to be financially independent, completely independent. She's so fulfilled and happy. So that was the, the household I grew up with, with, like, a strong mom who has an incredible career, incredible friends, and me, and was fulfilled. Um, so I don't, she taught me that you just really you don't need a partner to feel that way. Not that I'm not going to have one, but I'm wondering, like, so what I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm career, career, career all the time, friends, career. I couldn't possibly. So I've completely like taken myself out of the game. But you just went on a date. I did because I got. It, it was relentless. Like I met this guy and he just like really just didn't give it up. And I was like, OK, I mean, like if you're going to ask me six times, like then I guess I should just fucking do it. Also, like what's wrong with, you know, what's wrong with that? So I did. And I actually really enjoyed myself. But then it was like. We went on another date, really enjoyed myself. And then he didn't really speak to me for two weeks. And I was kind of bummed about it. And I was like, this is why I don't fucking date. Yeah. He's like, I don't want this energy like of like feeling rejected. Not that I feel rejected because it's it's not usually not personal. And if it is, then great. He's not my person. But like. I just it, it occupies space in me. Baby, your cancer energy is, is so it? strong. Oh, really? Yeah, I am. So I just want to give you such a big <laughs> hug. <laughs> Oh my God, uh, you're, you're the most Cancerian angel I've ever met. I can't why? take it. Wait, why? Do you know anything about the, I know you're an Aries, so I'm sure you know a lot about Aries, but do you know a lot about Cancer? No. Okay. So Cancer is the crab and it's the first water sign of the Zodiac and it is a uh, tough outer shell with a super mushy gushy interior mm -hmm. but like the armor is an essential part of of the cancer experience of like you know you don't want people to see your vulnerability yeah. you don't want people to see you be so like sensitive and you but at the same time there's a lot like you also want people to see you and appreciate you and recognize you and like I in a lot of ways like I see cancer as like the Cancer has a lot of the same desires as the Leo archetype, which is like center of attention, very theatrical. But Cancer wants to be invited up on the stage, whereas like Leo or Aries even like is just like, I'm here. Fuck <laughs> it. Applaud me if you like it. And if right. you don't fuck you, you right. know, like but Cancer is like, I have a great routine. Like I've, I'm a tap dancer. I've perfected this little 
yeah. this little move like would you like to see it mm-hmm. but they don't ask would you like to see it they're just like waiting for someone to be like would you like to show us your dance you know <laughs> and cancer is like it's so it, it wants love so much mm-hmm. but it's so afraid of someone stepping on its mushy gushy body that it's like goes and hermits up and That's builds a wall and fucking feel yeah and you have a double cancer placement which your is like- cancer sun and cancer moon i'm sorry your cancer rising and cancer moon which means the moon was rising at the moment that you were born so the moon already rules cancer so there's an inherent connection between the moon and cancerian energy and like that dominates your chart so even though you are a fire goddess you're also like a sensitive lunar queen too and that's a big part of your experience in this world and it also is definitely pointing to your relationship with your mother and her influence in your life i'm sure is really profound Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know separating your story from her story is going to be super essential because what worked for her I mean, I'm sure you can fucking poke holes in, but mm-hmm. even separately, if we want to just keep her narrative intact, um, it's not yours, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I feel, so, you know, my parents got divorced when I was two and I'm always like, you know, they had me too young quotes, like, you know, for them and where they were at in their careers. Not that I'm literally having a baby right now at all, but like, it's like, I'm just... I don't know. I think I'm just very scared. I'm very scared of, you know, I got my heart broken. Like I just, and I'm like, I'm not ready. Am I not ready? Or like, but then I see my friends' relationships and I'm like, what, is, what age is it to be ready? Like it's, it's not right. It's on an age. So I, I'm very like confused about it. This is me opening up real time right now. I'm, I'm really here for it. Yeah. I, I, there is no age for it. I would say if I had to put if I had to say the safest bet is to um, experiment and date and get your heart broken a, a bazillion times prior to your Saturn return, which happens when you're in your late 20s, like 28, 29, and then I, after your Saturn return, during your Saturn return, that's really the, the best time to meet a lifelong partner. Um, so we're looking at 30 plus for my recommendation right. of meeting a lifelong that's partner. That's what I hoped, actually. Um, because it's because you're still evolving so much in your 20s and you're changing actually so rapidly it's almost like watching a you know an infant go from mm-hmm. like nothing to walking and talking and putting mm-hmm. everything in their mouth and you know yeah. being a disaster that's the evolution of the 20s is so fucking rapid yeah, so agree. the person that you would meet now and connect with isn't necessarily the same person that you're going to need when you're 30 but I also think that there's something to be said for just like experimenting Mm -hmm. and trying and like putting yourself out there and allowing yourself to even experience like what are the who is the type of person that I like to be with? Who do I like to spend time with? Because it may not be who you thought it was. You know, it might be a very different type of energy than what you can visualize for a lot of women. Um myself included I thought that I wanted to be with some older man alpha dude you know successful rich but then it turns out I just want those things Mm -hmm. I'm daddy like I want to be successful you know I want to be able to I want to have an incredible life that 
you know, I can fucking buy beachside property. I don't need to go to someone, some fucking old ass losers beachside property. Definitely not. No way. And, but it took me a long time to figure that out because I was projecting what I wanted onto someone else. And the person who I'm with, who is, I'm going to be with forever is exactly who I need to be with. And he is so much more sensitive and he's only two years older than me. So he's a peer. He's not like fucking old, old man. (laughs) (laughs) He's, and he's a, an amazing and he gives me what I could not give myself which is love I could not give myself partnership love I could give myself success I can give myself money I could give myself you know like power and I want all of those things and I'm going to claim them but it's that's not what I needed in a partnership what you know and I don't know if this is too hyper specific but like I also do this thing now where like if I go on a date or if I meet someone I immediately look up at their sign which I feel like is a complete commonality. Like, I feel like so many people do that. One is, one, two questions here. One, is that a mistake? And two, what sign, what, based off of all your knowledge, because obviously, like, what do you think I am most compatible with? But do you think that's a mistake? I, I don't, I didn't pull up your whole birth chart, so I couldn't, um, I couldn't tell you based on just your sun, moon, and rising alone. It's such a, uh, a very complex balance of um aspiration Mm -hmm. and attraction and comfort and sensitivity and vulnerability and it also I think changes depending on how those things get actualized for yourself so the simple answer is look up their sign because that's a cool thing to do but don't put too much stake in it Mm -hmm. because it's unless an astrologer is sitting down with your chart and their chart you're not going to really be able to see the compatibility also because the way that you activate his chart is going to be different than the way he activates your chart Mm -hmm. you know and this is why relationships can be really off balance one person can feel really inspired and ignited and enriched in a dynamic and the other person can feel really taken advantage of and used and small because depending on how different people trigger us in different ways like we're going to respond to their energies differently. So it's not even just about finding like, it's not a two way, you know, it's not like a one to one, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you to that person, that person to you. And both of those dynamics need to be considered in order to see like, are they, is it positive the way these two people impact each other? Mm -hmm. Because if one person is just like regenerating cycles over and over and over again, like you couldn't help it if some, you trigger someone's mommy issues that's Mm -hmm. not your bad Mm -hmm. that's just they're working through that and you happen to fall right in that place where they need to go through that but that might not be the good relationship for you because them projecting their fucking parent stuff on you is not fair right so it's complicated (laughs) and it takes a long time just like all things do it takes a long time to be uh sustainably successful it takes a long time to have sustainable income. It takes a long time to have tough, sustainable yeah. relationships. Yeah. <sighs> but you're you're in the zone. Totally. Yeah. I and also, I do think yeah. that you can be a power bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put, you can have fucking as your last name and your middle name and your first name and have an amazing partner who like sees you in all of you, mm-hmm. you know? I think that I have met someone recently who I feel does that it sounds um, like you want to be in a relationship really yeah 
That's interesting. But it's okay. Like it's it's just so off brand. <laughs> it's just so off brand. You know, I feel like we're so indoctrinated, you know, as women to believe that our self worth is like predicated on a guy's attention. And so I felt a lot at Duke. I felt like so worthless. Yeah, Duke scares me as a concept. Yeah. As a brand, Duke scares me. <laughs> yeah, the brand is not great. I mean, it's like a rebrand, which I feel like I should get behind because there's yeah. a lot of great things about it. But it's a tough, it was a tough bubble and it was like filled with alpha, you know, athletes. And it was very like, it was tough. If I didn't go home with someone to have meaningless sex, I felt totally fucking worthless. That's horrible. Horrible. That makes me want to cry. Yeah, it was horrible. And I have videos of me like crying in a bathroom and like being like, I need to lose all this weight, which by the way is a complete, like, I mean, I, I can't even believe the way I would talk and think about myself. And so I was like very much like after and then I went to refinery, which was just like this, like essentially taking like a graduate course, like school course in women's studies. Like my mind was blown and I was like, fuck this. Like we were so much more worthy than anyone, you know, giving us attention or not. And so I feel like it's very much my responsibility to make sure that my audience who I can tell like are are the old me. And of course they are. They're like a boy like ghosted me like I hate like I'm so sad I'm like no like this is great it's a reroute like that's not your person bye like amazing now you know you know and I feel like that's my responsibility so I feel like in a way like and maybe I'm putting I'm projecting and it's really like I just am scared of being in really I'm scared of like getting my heart broken but I feel like it's just not right right now for me to inspire women to feel like they can they're worth it alone and then to like fully be in a relationship but no one is ever like it's this delicate balance you know because we also we can do all of the work that we can on ourselves forever as long as we are alive and in our consciousness but it doesn't really matter if we can't be a good person to other people you know like if we can't it our all of the work that we do on ourselves all of our confidence all of our gifts and talents um are become sort of actualized when we when we can see how it affects the people we care about you know and whether that's the micro or the macro um you know if that's like a following or if it's your friends but a partner is enough is an entity you know a partner is part of of our actualizing and that's not to say that the same type of partnership works for everybody but partnership is a part of our cycle and it's a part of us becoming a full person is to actually, you know, sort of to, to hold space for another person in a really meaningful way. Um, and if your instinct, if your intuition is saying like, this isn't the time for me to do that, like that m- might be very true. And that's like so cool and no problem. But if that is because if if that's not how you feel, but it's because you're also scared, that's also okay too. But it's just got to be acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that you can take ownership over all of it, you know. And you could say like, I, you know, I I'm not sure if I'm ready to be putting myself out there right now because I'm scared and I'm feeling fragile and I just had this really big change at work and I, you know, I don't want any distractions. Like, is that is a like a completely reasonable I think that yeah yeah that. I think that's what it is and that's totally reasonable but it, like the full picture needs to be 
understood, you know? Do you think that, like, I mean, I believe in energy. I think that you put the energy out that you receive. Like, I think that if I have this wall up and I'm like, I don't want a relationship, I'm not going to get into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, or you're going to, um, what's worse than that is the people that you do date are going to be the worst people. Right. Because you're saying, I don't want a relationship, but then you're dating extraordinarily unavailable people because they they don't want a relationship either. So then you're basically putting yourself into situations that are going to perpetuate your own insecurities because then you're going to be like, it's me. They didn't text me. Like things were going so well. Why haven't they texted me back? We fucked. I haven't heard from them. But it's not you. It's because you came into that and that saying, dynamic and I saying, I don't want into that date. Right. Being like, being he was like, like, why didn't you hit me up? And I was like, because I don't date. Right. And then and then, so then obviously you didn't. Text right. Me, and like, of course. of course, he didn't text you. You, he, You're going on a date with someone who's co-signing like <laughs> this girl doesn't want anything serious. Right. And then at the end of the day, you feel hurt by it because you want it's a strong word <laughs> okay you feel i'm just kidding it, it, yeah i was i was pissed, I was pissed like, What's the fuck? hurt annoyed Bothered. triggered whatever it is you know because this person is like the antithesis of somebody who's actually going to show up and be available if because someone who actually is going to show up and available is not going to go on a date with someone who says i don't want to be in a relationship they're going to be like oh we're looking for different things you know Oh, I have so many more things I want to ask you, but I can't do it on this podcast because what if they listen? But yeah. They don't listen. They don't? I don't know. I actually TBD. I it's sometimes I say things and I'm like, I hope they don't listen. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. So where can we find you? And where what are what are some of the things that you're working on that we can look out for? So you can find me on Instagram, Serena Kerrigan. Um what am I working on? I'm I'm a firm believer that the reason I've actually been able to really build this audience is through um, being so engaged with them myself. I think that, you know, the, in the first seed of the Instagram influencer game, it was like all about how many followers. Now it's all about how many people are engaging with your content. But for me, the focus is and will be like – how many people can I speak to all the time? You know, I get messaged all the time and people are like, I can't believe you responded. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I respond to every single one. Because if they feel they have this personal connection with me, then they're going to see me to the end. And then so when I am ready to release my book or not, not because I'm doing it for commercial gain, but more just like the whole brand is about helping people and making them feel worthy. So if I'm going to preach all that shit, they need to feel like they can come to me. And that's very important to me. So I've been doing lots of events. Like I try to actually do one like every other week. Where oh, it's wow. Like, yeah, like a live Q&A. People love the Q&As because I'm pretty fucking funny. And um, can attest. I, thank you. Can co-sign. Can co-sign. <laughs> uh, and that's on. So I have an IGTV series called QFA with SFK. Question fucking answer with Serena fucking Kerrigan. That I try to do bi-weekly, weekly. Um, and I'm just trying to put out a lot more content. And just meet a lot more people like you, really smart fucking powerhouse women. Oh my god, this has been such a pleasure. Same. I feel like I feel one like you of got to my soul a little bit. Uh, it's what I do. <laughs> oh I feel like, uh, you know, it's what your story is and the full. Did you see Lady Gaga's documentary? By the way, absolutely. I fell in love. Yeah, it, it's it's so real. It kind of shows. I, I now I see so many similarities. It's so similar. Like she's like all tough on the outside, extravagant, doesn't give a fuck, and then in the ins- when you see her in her personal life, it's like 
whoa, this is a very sensitive person. Yes. Wow. Because we all are very complex. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I agree that confidence is like just completely believing in your potential, you know, and like knowing that you deserve the best. And that is also a lifetime of work, you know? Amen. It's like, it's it's so, like we create the worlds that we live in. Um, so, you know, affirmations and feeling good about yourself and like stepping into situations that feel empowering and claiming situations that feel empowering is very, very important pieces of 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 how to receive that on like a broader scale. But also the softness and the fear and the insecurities, like all of that then informs the confidence, you know, like and I really felt so sensitive and relate so much to that story of going into your first year of college and like seeing all of these, you know, just being like, oh, my God, how am I going to keep up with this? Like, I, I really I think so many of us can relate to that. It's so scary. <laughs> so, it was so tough. But we got through it. And we keep getting through because we're badass bitches. Yes, let's fucking go. <laughs> okay, so we will find you. We're going to follow you. We're going to support you. We're going to all DM you because now we know that yes. we get red. 100%. Thank you so much <laughs> Thank for having you me. so this much. Amazing. You're amazing. Thank you.